Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hardman, the editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for a first episode of what I'm show call, the show I'm calling The Steelers News. And I'm going to do this show and possibly with other people today. It's just me. Whenever news breaks in some way, shape, or form. I was going to do like a burning question episode tonight, and then all of a sudden as I'm preparing for the show, bam, it hits. Twitter goes berserk. Jeremy Fowler, Adam Schefter of ESPN report that Joe Hayden, cornerback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, receives a two-year contract extension. Some are calling it a three-year deal. He had one year left. You can break it down however you'd like, but what they did is they really gave him a ton of guaranteed money. Um, reportedly, that's over $16 million in guaranteed money, and this new contract will bump him up over, uh, I believe, $124 million in his career, making him the highest paid cornerback in NFL history, passing Jarrell Revis. So um, what does this mean for the Steelers now? Well, first and foremost, it means that they have their number one cornerback, Joe Hayden, locked up and in the Steelers organization for at least the next three years, including 2019. That's the first thing. And you should be happy about that. The Steelers obviously feel comfortable and confident in Joe Hayden staying healthy even after the age of 30. So that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out, especially with his injury history because he's someone that normally does not stay healthy for 16 games. But we can always hope, right? What else does it mean? It means that this new contract extension, moving all this money into a signing bonus, likely creates a significant amount of salary cap space for this 2019 season. So everyone's been wondering what the Steelers are going to do. They've released their practice squad already. They've already cut down their roster from 91 players to 53. And everyone's wondering, what are they going to do? What are they going to I, I don't understand. They're going to have to sign a tight end. In, in my opinion, the tight end position is the biggest need for the Steelers right now. And so Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette already said, that because of this move, it's likely they're going to make a move to their 50, on their 53-man roster. So make sure that we stay tuned. That's what he said. So I would I would expect in the next 24 to 48 hours, we should see a player be moved to injured reserve on the 53-man roster. That's going to create space. It's going to make a move. It's going to it's it's going to change. Things are going to change. So keep that in mind as we progress through the show and ultimately. People are talking about a safety. That's a possibility, but I think the tight end is obviously a bigger need. Now, Snowman in the live chat right now, he says signs sign Grave Digger, and he's referring to Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave is entering the final year of his rookie contract after this season. If the Steelers do not sign him before the new league year begins in March, he would become an unrestricted free agent. According to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, he stated that Hargrave would be the Steelers' next obvious choice in terms of players that are in the building to get a contract done. They said it's unlikely and that Hargrave is preparing to play out this season and then hit free agency next season. It's going to be up to the Steelers and what are they willing to pay him to keep him in from hitting free agency. In other words, do what they did with um Ramon Foster this year, and that's get him a new contract so that he never even hits the open waters of free agency. So this is, that's news. That's big news. Big news because up until yesterday, up until tonight, I was asking people like yesterday on the uh, Steelers 
uh, roster cut breakdown special. If you didn't see that with myself, Brian Anthony Davis, and Dave Schofield, you need to go back and check it out. Not only was it entertaining, but it was informative and it was a lot of fun. But I asked those guys, is a deal going to get done? And most of them said no. I've asked Lance Williams this before on other shows, and he said no. He just said, and I get the, I understand why. That the feeling was is that the longer it's taking, then obviously that it just didn't look like it was going to happen. However, at the same time, the Steelers clearly, and this is something that I can't take credit for. Lance Williams said this to me via text message when the news broke. Clearly, the Steelers see the urgency and feel the urgency of the situation that they're currently in. It's not that their Super Bowl window is closing. It's that they see a really good chance for this particular team to succeed right now. And you can't let, if you, we all might have dis, differing views on this type of stuff. But if the Steelers organization, not you and me talking or listening or reading or watching, whatever we feel is not important. But if the Steelers organization feels that Joe Hayden is a huge part of the success of this team moving forward, and then you combine that with Ben Roethlisberger, him being in the fold for only three more seasons, including this one, then you have to absolutely make this move. It might not be the best decision for you in the long term, but if it can get you a Super Bowl, you make this move. Absolutely, you make this move. And so, like I said, my opinion, your opinions mean nothing. Not a zip zilch. What does matter if the Steelers are viewing their roster and saying, we've got Ben, we've got a couple other pieces like the offensive line that's getting older. Now is the time. Now's the time. They have a good mix, a good fusion of young talent on both sides of the football. You think about guys like James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Jalen Samuels, all those players are young football players still on their rookie contracts on defense. You had Devin Bush. Now you have, uh, you, you look at Stefan to Who's only in his second contract, Javon Hargrave, Sean Davis. Um, a lot of these players are still very, very young. And so they clearly think that this is the time. I don't want to talk about Super Bowl windows opening or closing because honestly, you just don't know any, every single year. One major injury could derail what could be a potential Super Bowl winning season. And Robert reminds me of, I can't believe I forgot his name, but TJ Watt as a young talent on this team. But still, for me, I look at it and say, this is a move they needed to do. It's a, it's a move they needed to do. It's not necessarily the best long-term deal, but it's a move that had to be made. And you know what? I'm glad it's made. I'm glad it's made now. I'm glad it's made on Sunday one week before they kick off the season in Foxborough on Sunday Night Football, I didn't want this lingering into the preparation. Because although I don't think it would be a big factor, you don't want it to even be close to a factor, if you know what I mean. So I'm glad that they got this done. I'm glad that it's over with. I think they're going to go out and sign a tight end, at least a tight end. They might make another move as well. Um, I don't think that their 53-man roster is any even close to potentially being over with. Uh, but still, I absolutely think um, that this is a move that was good. I'm glad that it was done when it was done. It gives them a week. The one hesitation I have has nothing to do with Hayden at all. So this move is going to create salary cap space. Like I mentioned, to probably sign a tight end. 
But here's the issue that I have. We saw this when they picked up Vance McDonald in the trade with the San Francisco 49ers. This offense, this team is not a team that I feel can, anyone can just come off the street, plug and play, and you're good. I, I just don't think so. So for me, it, it's it's going to be one of those situations where if you're bringing in a tight end, you're not looking for a tight end that's going to be a dynamic field stretching receiver. You're looking for a tight end that I said this yesterday, a Matt Spath type tight end, because you know, you might not know every single play from a route standpoint, from the route tree, from what Ben Roethlisberger is reading. But if you're a blocking tight end and you're really good at, as, at, at that part of your job, not that you can't catch the ball, but you really excel in that area, then by all means, you can plug and play. They can get you off the street and say, hey, the terminology might be a little different, but this is the play. So what you need is you need a two-way tight end, but someone that really focuses on blocking to really be that extra guy on the edge. You can run the bench formation. You can show off that versatility with players like Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster that can flex in and out. That just will add to the repertoire. Now, my question will be is if they were to sign a tight end, and what happens to Zach Gentry? Does he get cut? Does he take up that extra spot on the raw on the um they still have one open spot on their practice squad? Things are not done, folks. If you're thinking that okay, I can print off my 53-man roster now and I can absolutely go ahead and learn these guys, I wouldn't do that just yet. I wouldn't do that just yet. I would absolutely say, just wait a second. I would guess that before Mike Tomlin's press conference, that's Tuesday at noon, the Steelers will have made some moves. And I think that's when they're going to, Wednesday is the first prep day. They've been in the lab getting ready for this game for weeks. But I think that that's the very latest that they can make a move for this upcoming week and this upcoming season. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. And I hope that you're keeping tabs on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We were the first ones, once it hit Twitter, we actually beat ESPN with getting our article out. Thank you to Dave Schofield, tip of the cap, for getting that pre-write done. And then, obviously, make sure you're staying tuned into these podcasts. If you have never seen this, let's say you just stumbled upon this on, on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. We have seven shows a week. If you love Steelers content and you love to just absorb as much as you can, this is your place. Not to mention the fact that if you watch us live, oh my gosh, the lovely people I'm trying to think what's there. Yeah. In the live chat on my screen right now, um, are it's, it's a great community and you can see when someone pops in, that's a regular, they say, what's up? And everyone's saying, Hey, hey what's going on? It's great. It's a, it's a great community. And then obviously on our audio platforms, anywhere that you can find your podcast, you just search Steelers or behind the steel curtain and you'll find them all. Plain and simple. So what I want to do for the rest of the show is I want to answer your questions because honestly, I see all the time when we're doing shows, whether it's the Steelers preview or the standard is a standard all the time. I see people asking a ton of questions and we can't get to them because we have an agenda and we want to get through the agenda and we don't want to stop the show to answer questions. So now is the time. If you had a question, it can be about anything. It can be about the Joe Hayden extension. It could be about, Javon Hargrave. It could be about whatever. Uh, so if you have a question, now's the time to ask. And it can be about, like I said, anything that's related to the Steelers. Now, if you want to use the, the super chat feature, 
You don't have to, but you can. And right where you put in your comment in the YouTube live chat to the right, um, you see a little dollar sign. You can hit that dollar sign. You can donate an amount of money. Go straight to the show. You don't have to use it, but you can. And if you do, then absolutely it'll be highlighted and I'll guarantee to answer your question. So I'll get to as many as I can. Here we go. Let's get this show started. Um, Rum Ron, Jeff, do you think this defense can throttle Brady? If there's a defense that can get to the quarterback, it's the Steelers. They've proven in the last two years, they've proven it so far in the preseason that they can get to the quarterback. And here's one thing that I've been really happy to see is they're running more defensive stunts on the interior. That's you saw the safety from Stuart. You saw Bud Dupree on a stunt with Cam Hayward before. When they're getting on the inside, that's where Brady struggles. He struggles with the pressure that comes right in his face. If you bring it on the edge, he'll step up in the pocket. We've all seen it a million times since the Steelers and Patriots play seemingly every year. And you really need to make sure you bring up that pressure right up the gut. And that's what the Steelers have been doing. I think they can get to him. But can the coverage hold up behind them? That's going to be the biggest question. Uh, not so much the pressure, in my opinion. Not to mention, before I get to Sammy's question, that the Patriots' offensive line is kind of in shambles right now. All right, Sammy asks, how much of an impact will Tuzar Skipper make? Look, he had a great preseason. He made the 53-man roster. I think his job is safe, safe, but I will say this. Pump the brakes on your regular season expectations for him, okay? Um, I don't think he even gets a helmet in a lot of games if everyone's healthy. So I don't want people freaking out if Tuzar Skipper is just really kind of learning for this year and then maybe be an impact player next year, depending on the future of Bud Dupree and Ola Adenye. Um, John McKee asks, what do you think about the 53-man roster? We talked about it ad nauseum yesterday. You can check out that podcast. But ultimately, I didn't think there were any surprises. Eli Rogers, I guess. But um, ultimately, I didn't, I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. There weren't those big names that you normally see. I was surprised today, though, that a guy like Sutton Smith was not signed to the practice squad. That tells me something. That tells me something. Maybe they missed on that one in terms of maybe his attitude, maybe his health and availability. I don't know. But maybe he just didn't show up the way they thought. Uh, Swifty Pool asked, do you see Washington? He's talking about James Washington as a wide receiver, too, by the end of the season. Or will Moncrief be it? I think we've all spent way too much time worrying about this. I don't think it matters if you know they're going to have packages set up for Washington. I think they're going to have packages set up for Moncrief. But expect more Moncrief than Washington early in the season, especially with Ben, especially because of the rapport he's built with uh, Moncrief, and especially because James Washington hasn't caught a pass from Ben Roethlisberger yet this preseason. I think that's important. I might be wrong, but I think it is. Uh, Zach asks, what do you think about Hilton's tweet? He's coming back to the roster or practice squad. Um, Zach, I, I'm not sure if you're talking about Hilton or if you're talking about uh, Holton, Johnny Holton. I think that he might be coming back. This whole contract thing could change a lot of stuff. Uh, but I have seen his tweets saying he loves Pittsburgh, black and gold hearts. We'll see. Could be a sign that he is going to be coming back. Uh, runner asked, who do you think will be the biggest threat to us next Sunday night? I don't think it's going to be a tight end for once because all their tight ends are suspended or have retired. Um, I think it's going to be like Julian Edelman and it's going to be James White out of the backfield and obviously Tom Brady. So sadly, <laughs> I, I wrote an article today about that for the, the, the letter from the editor. I got absolutely 
shellacked in the comment section for it. Look, if the Steelers stumble out of the gate, and I said this yesterday on my show, if you had listened to it, I apologize for repeating myself, but if the Steelers stumble out of the gate against the Patriots in week one, don't freak out, okay? Just don't. There's no need to freak out. It's week one. It's one game. It does have importance. I'm not saying it's not important. Just it's one game. Ali asks, uh, See, what was really under that sheep? <laughs> he said it was a bookcase. Okay. He said it was a bookcase. You watched the show yesterday. Dave had this coffin like structure behind him covered in a sheet. I thought it was a coffin. I'm probably pretty sure he's lying when he says it's a bookcase, but um, he says it's a bookcase. I wasn't at his house to know. So uh, we'll have to go with what he says. Uh, tequila drinker. He asked uh, chances that there's a six receiver added. Maybe it's Johnny Holden. Maybe that they're waiting to make a move. Maybe someone like Justin Lane goes on injured reserve, in which case they can bring a guy on the 53-man roster. But again, they're going to bring in a tight end. They're going to have to make more than one move, so it's going to be interesting. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. Um, and Zach did mention that, yes, he was talking about Johnny Holton. So not a big deal. I, I, for a second there, I, Zach, I thought you were talking about Mike Hilton. I'm like, did I miss Mike Hilton's tweet? Did he tweet something of significance that I missed? No. Okay. We're good. We're good. Um, Dave Schofield would scold me if I didn't answer to talk, talk about this. So yesterday on the show, we had wrapped up. We had four of our survivor leagues um, filled with 100 people. And it was pretty cool to think of there's 400 Steeler fans, but not just Steeler fans, behind the Steel Curtain fans that are vying for this autographed David DeCastro football. So on the show, Brian Brian Davis said, let's do another league. And I said, yeah, sure, what the heck, let's do it. Let's see if we can fill up another league by the time the season starts on Sunday night. And there's only 40 spots left. So we've already filled 60 in less than, uh, actually over 24 hours. We've filled 60 of the 100 spots. And I'm at the point now where let's say tomorrow, those 40 spots are completely filled up. Then we'll open another one. If we get 500, let's go for 600. I want to see how many behind the steel curtain fans we can get in the survivor pool. And it's easy. I will, after this show, which is at 9.51 Eastern Standard Time, I will bump up the article to give you all the information you need to get into that Survivor League. Join us. It'll be fun. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be smart enough in terms of your pick to actually win an autographed football for free. Free. Costs you nothing. Did I mention it's free? It is. All right, Snowman puts $5 in the tip jar. We appreciate that. He said, do you think the Steelers will be a top 10 defense? I do. I really do. I think that they're... Secondary is improving. I like Steven Nelson as an addition. I like Joe Hayden. Now that he's comfortable with a new contract, I feel like he'll be able to relax a little bit. Hopefully he stays healthy. I think the Steelers defense is going to be a top 10 because I think they're still going to be able to put pressure on the quarterback um, that way. Let's see here. Uh, Daniel asked, do you think we get any interceptions? Well, they were at a premium last year in 2018, but I think this defense, if... If Steven Nelson is as advertised, I think this defense could be on the verge of getting more turnovers. He had four turnovers last season. The last defensive back for the Steelers to have four interceptions in one season was none other than Troy Polamalu. 
the last defensive back, not cornerback, defensive back. Think about that. Troy's been retired for a long time, and that's where we are. So it can only go up, in my opinion. I think it will this season. So there we go. Um, let's see. Find some other questions here. All right. He's the KG experience. Why can't we stop the eight-yard pass over the middle? Do you think Bush is the answer? I do think Devin Bush and Mark Barron is the answer. Both of those guys are athletic. They know how to cover. They have a, you know, Mark Barron has experience against the Patriots. The last game that he played in 2018 was in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. He's familiar. I think you see both of those guys playing a lot against uh, the Patriots in week one. Heath asked, will the Steelers offense be modern day greatest show on turf with the spread offense look and receiver depth? You know, there are times when I think that that is a possibility, but then there's also times when I think this is a team that's still going to want to run the ball with power formations and get their offensive linemen all juiced up and going forward instead of going backwards and pass pro. And so I think that it's going to be a mix of both. I hope it's a mix of both. I say it all the time. I want this offense to be balanced, balanced with the run, balanced with the pass. Don't be enamored with one over the other. Be balanced. They can't always figure out what you're doing. It can't be an easy diagnosis as the other team stands across the line of scrimmage. I want them to be balanced. I want them to be versatile. That's my hope. North top asks, do you think Josh Gordon will make or break for the, will be the make or break for the Patriots next week? I think he's going to be a weapon. The Steelers should know how to play against Josh Gordon. I mean, he played for, he played for the, uh, the Browns for years. Joe Hayden was a teammate of his, went against him in practice. Those that played for the Steelers, he played for the Patriots last season. This should not be, I don't think it should be a huge deal from a preparation standpoint that Josh Gordon is in the lineup. It changes things because he's a dynamic player, but I'm not going to be about, you know, I'm not going to say that they're going to all of a sudden have to, they're not, they're not, I guess the way I view Josh Gordon now compared to when he first came to the league is they're not having to prepare for that type of Josh Gordon yet. He might get there. He might still be there. But that Josh Gordon early in his career was ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about just he, he made every play that you could as a receiver. So I, I don't think that's going to be a huge importance or, you know, I don't think it's going to be huge for the Steelers in terms of preparation. Uh, Ron, I just kind of answered your question about Josh Gordon, but I'll throw it up there. There you go. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Evgeny Crosby, the comment is great. I'm, not, I'm just not putting it up on the screen. Let's see here. Um, all right. Some people are losing me. I guess my connection, my, my connection seems fine. So I apologize for that. Let's hear So Darren asked, Baron starting over Bush. Do you agree with that decision? I don't. Early in the season, it might happen. I just don't think it's going to be a situation where it's going to be one or the other. And it's just like when they ask the question of, is it Moncrief or Washington? Uh, to me, it's going to be both. And I, it's not going to be Barron or Bush. It's not going to be Bush or Williams. It's not going to be Barron or Williams. I think it's going to be a kind of like a mixed bag of goods here with everything, you know, everything that's going on in the sub packages they run and, and what the down and distance is, it's going to be so unique. It's going to be fun to watch to see how they deploy that early in the season. I think Bush will play a lot, but he'll be coming off the field at times by the end of the season. 
I don't think he comes off the field. That's just my own personal opinion. Uh, Snowman asked a funny question. Do you think Dave will blow out his hamstring this Friday? I hope not. I hope not. We'll see. Well, there'll be more about that coming up this week. Um, here we go. Thanks, Mean Joe says, would you agree Steeler front office should be commended for the long history of knowing when and who to sign and when it is time to part ways with players? I, I do think so. I think they need to be commended. Um, sometimes they might hang on to a player one year too long. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this organization is perfect from a free agent standpoint. Clearly they are not because you can go back to the last few free agents and say, uh, Morgan Burnett, you know, uh, you think about the LeGarrette Blunt situation. You, you think about um, a, a good one was like D'Angelo Williams. I thought he was a very good free agent signing. Um, but you have Ladarius Green as another one. So they've had, as Mike Mitchell was kind of 50-50. He had some good, he had some bad. Um, they've had some flops in free agency. So while you, they should be commended for certain things, they should be reprimanded for others as well. William asks, how will Steelers plan to contain James White? I think he could be possible, possibly an issue for us, especially when they blitz. James White is going to be a unique task. If, if the Steelers are blitzing, and James White is in the shotgun formation, then I like their chances if James White has to pick up the blitz. You have to pick up the blitz. You're sacrificing yourself. You're taking yourself out of the play to protect your quarterback. If you're protecting the quarterback, you're not typically going to catch the football or run the football. When you have players like Barron and Bush, you can also cover that player from the backfield. That's going to be a matchup to watch, Barron and Bush versus White. If they get James White on Vince Williams, the Steelers are in trouble. I'm going to say it right now. Go back and watch the Thursday night game last year Last year against the Carolina Panthers. Very first drive for Carolina. Christian McCaffrey made him look foolish the entire time. That will happen again if they catch Vince Williams on the field. Mark my words. Mark the tape, the 25-minute mark. That will happen if they keep him on the field. And you know that's what the Patriots are going to do. They're going to find that one matchup. And they're going to exploit it until you can prove you can stop it. And that's been the issue with the Steelers against this team in the past is that they can't stop it. Whether it's Rob Gronkowski over the middle, Rob Gronkowski down the seam, Rob Gronkowski on the post, they can't stop it. And they're going to keep dialing it up until they can stop it. So that's why I think Vince Williams, as Ron says right here, keep Vince Williams off the field as much as possible. Bush and Barron on the field. I agree 100%. Go with your big dime. Have Sean Davis play by the line of scrimmage. I'm fine with that. Fine with that. They're neat. The Steelers are going to have to be smart. They're going to have to be smart in this game. So absolutely, I think it's going to be smart. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> I agree with Isaac here. This isn't a question, but it's a statement. He said, I just want to be able to say, quote, unquote, all right, third and long, Steelers D's getting off the field instead of being on the edge of my couch. I agree 100%. There are times where you just wish it was obvious. There was a time when it was obvious. Third and 19, you could go to the bathroom. You could go make yourself a sandwich because you knew what was going to happen next was a punt team was coming on. Now there are times where you're, like you said, sitting on the edge of your seat. That's not a fun feeling. All right, Darren asked more passing touchdowns or rushing touchdowns on Sunday. I'm assuming you're talking about the Steelers, in which case I will say they will have an even number of touchdowns. I think it's going to be two passing and two 
rushing. If you want my prediction, you're going to have to check out shows later in the week. I'm not going to give that away right now. If you want to see if I, you should know who I think is going to win, but if you want to know my score prediction, you're going to have to wait. And this Wednesday, we're going to have a Patriot writer from SB Nation's Pat's Pulpit on with the standard is a standard and maybe even another former Steeler special guest. So you have to check that out a little tease there, myself and Lance Williams. All right. Heath asks, are we the Steelers better on paper than the Browns after a solid preseason and emergence of an improved defense? I don't, you don't need to tell me on paper. I think they're just better. I think the Steelers lines, both offense and defense are better. I think their quarterbacks better. I think their coach is better. I think their general manager is better. So I think the Steelers are, I think are just better. There you have it. Um, okay. Mark says, should we be looking for help at the corner positions? For once, for once, Mark, I'm going to say no. No. You know? I, I just think that it's going to be one of the, one of those deals where the, unless there's an injury, I think they're okay. You have Hayden. You have Nelson. You have Artie Burns, who had a better preseason, waiting in the wings if needed. Not saying you want to see that, but he's there. You got Cam Sutton who can be in the slot. You have Mike Hilton who can be in the slot. I like the Steelers secondary and their cornerbacks going into week one. So, no, I don't think they need to be looking unless there's an injury. Um, Shift 50 pool has, do we know who will have the green dots on defense? My guess is Vince Williams and uh, Devin Bush will have the green dots. They're typically the ones that are going to be bringing the plays. I know that that's something they've been grooming Devin Bush to do, uh, but still. You know, uh, I, that's my guess. I don't know. We'll find out for sure. Uh, let's hear. If the Steelers win the Super Bowl, does Big Ben Roethlisberger retire? That's a question from Snowman. That's a good question. You know, he, he always talks about he wears seven for John Elway. He idolized John Elway as a kid. What did John Elway do? He rode off into the sunset. Um, I don't know, though. I have a feeling that Ben Roethlisberger would honor his contract, at least for another year. But then again, if he if it's a season that's filled with injury and, you know, maybe he's battling injuries, I'm not sure if that would happen or not. So we'll see. We will see. Um, Jesse asks, I think Cam Kelly will push Sean Davis. He looks impressive. Well, we'll one of the, the Sean Davis's injury is going to be something really noteworthy early in this week. So Tuesday, we won't know anything. We as the fan base won't know anything until Mike Tomlin addresses the media Tuesday at noon. But his ankle injury, if he's not 100% healthy, then they have to give Cam Kelly a legitimate thought of playing, not because he's better, but because he's healthy. And I think Terrell Edmonds is dynamic. I think he's ready to make a really big jump from year one to year two. But Cam Kelly's going to see the field, by the way. When they go into their big nickel, that I'm, a big dime that they I mentioned earlier, what they do is they take Sean Davis and they move him down to the line of scrimmage or in the box. And what they do is they have Cam Kelly and Terrell Edmonds then in the back end of the defense. It gives them more size. It gives them more versatility by putting a safety in instead of a cornerback. Um, at the same time, they have options there. So I think Cam Kelly is going to play for sure. I think he's going to play. Um, let's see here. Jayco says, I just want to say thanks for answering the questions about why kickers on kickoff <laughs> All right, well, okay, so he's talking about kicking. Um, he wants to know why kickers kick the ball out of the stadium can barely have leg to make a 45-year-old field goal. Some kickers, because you have a longer run-up, can kick the ball a lot further. I can say that if you have a 
if you're talking about the preseason, uh, for the most part, the Steelers and a lot of other teams will kick it short on kickoffs on purpose to, to see their coverage teams. So if you're referring to that, we'll see. Um, Darren asks, when Ben decides to hang it up, would you like to see him transition to a quarterback's coach for the Steelers? Ah, gee. I, I don't know. I, I don't know because, number one, I don't know if Roethlisberger has any inclination to ever coach. That's first. Second, not all coaches, not all good players are good coaches. You know what I mean? Uh, you can think of a ton of examples. Um, none more than, to me, Wayne Gretzky of the NHL, who is called the great one, he's considered the greatest hockey player to ever play the game, was a very mediocre coach because a lot of people said that everything same came so naturally to him that he expected his players to be able to do these things that he didn't even think about. And when in reality, it's it's not easy. You have to be able to coach that. So I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not going to say yes or no because I have no idea. So there you go. Uh, Evgeny Crosby says we need at least 25 takeaways this season, and 25 is a good number. I really don't care about the total. I care about the ratio. To me, the ratio is huge. Why? Because for me, if you take the ball away more than you give it away, that's a positive. If you give your offense extra possessions without giving those possessions to the other team, that's a positive. I might be a little bit more op optimistic than others when it comes to the Steelers offense this season, but I do think that this Steelers offense is going to need those extra possessions at times. So Takeaways are huge, but also the ratio with turnovers is even bigger, in my opinion. Michael asks, do you think we will win our opener against Seattle with the moves they've made? It's going to be difficult. Uh, I haven't. Yeah, I know they got Jadavion Clowney. I'm not sure what other moves they made. I've just been focused on the Steelers the last 48 hours with the roster cuts and the practice squad. Um, we'll look about that. We'll, we'll check that out in week two. Um, I'm not, it's not going to be an easy game. I'll tell you that right now. The Steelers front end of their schedule is tough, but at the same time, I like them at home. I like the Steelers in their home opener. And I think that it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup on a lot of different levels because they have Russell Wilson. It's going to be interesting. So, um, Brian, this is an interesting question. Who misses more games this year, Vance McDonald or Joe Hayden? I think it's going to be a tie. They're both going to play 16 games. There you go. How about that? Cree says, does our offensive line have enough depth? And I understand why this question, why Cree's asking this question. He's asking this question because of the poor performance in week four, I'm assuming, of the preseason. Look, those are third and fourth string guys. I think the Steelers' offensive line depth is really good. If you look at tackle, you got Filer and uh, obviously a Filer and Villanueva. Backing up there, you have Chooks, or you have Zach Banner, um, Fred Johnson at guard, BJ Finney at guard. Um, you have uh, a clearly a really, really good offensive line in general. I love the fact that they have really good depth. I think this is a, an offensive line that, in my opinion, is one of the best, if not the best, in the National Football League, and that includes their depth. So there you go. Um, Snowman asks a question that I don't have an answer to. I just don't. And that's which free agent tight ends will the Steelers look at? I, there's been a couple names been thrown around that I've seen in the live chats. I haven't heard anything or seen anything on Twitter from beat writers about players in particular. I have no clue. 
Uh, I, like I said, the last 48 hours have been nothing but Steelers for me. I haven't really kept an eye on certain positions. I've seen tight ends getting released, but I don't know a ton about those players. So I apologize. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what exactly is out there. Like I said, sorry. Uh, Shrifty Pool, he says, how many sacks for Bud this year? Follow up, how many times does he get the second and miss out? I think that Bud Dupree will have, I'm going to say, eight sacks this season uh, that would be a career high for him and i think his high right now is six and a half uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i think he gets eight i think that tj watt's going to do enough he's going to have enough one-on-one matchups that i think he wins a couple of those i'm going to go eight that's that's just what i think um mark tobin he has him at 12 i think that's very very optimistic if he has 12 sacks I'm not going to complain. I'll say that I was wrong. That's fine. But at the same time, I just don't see it happening. I've seen enough of Bud Dupree to think otherwise. So um, let's see here. And by the way, and that's something that Sammy writes here, Bud's going to have a good, he's going to have a good year. I think eight would be a great year for him. He would probably make a lot of money in free agency with eight. We'll see. Uh, Okay. A couple more questions before we call it a show here. Here we go. What do you think of the other division games? I'm assuming that you're talking about, well, they could be talking about a a multitude of things. You could be talking about uh, the AFC North games, in which case, how do I think they'll do in the division against the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals? In which case, I would say that I think they're going to go, I'm going to go five and one. I think they're going to go five and one in the division. Other divisions like the AFC East and the NFC West, so the other two divisions they're paired up with, I think that they'll go a combined. Let's see, those are eight games there. Thinking about home and away, this is tough. I haven't really been prepared for this question. I think that they'll probably go six and two in those games. So there you have this. Bear. Dude, that's the best I could do off the top of my head. So, okay. Um, let's see here. All right, very good. Yeah, last question. Last question. Can we agree that we'll get our sacks, but our inter- interceptions are still an issue? That's from Dennis. I, I think that, that I think they're still going to get their sacks. Uh, for me, the watermark's at 50. If they can get 50 sacks again, that would be tremendous. It never happened in franchise history that they've had 50 or more sacks in three straight seasons. I think, though, that this coverage unit's going to be good enough that they can actually get their hands on the football. So plain and simple, I think they're going to get their hands on the football. And if they can just come down with it for some fumbles, they'll be fine. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a situation where the Steelers defense is still the talking point, no matter what I can fly in here. Um, There is a, even though they had a good preseason, there's still an unknown aspect about this defense in a lot of different ways, from Keith Butler down to Devin Bush as a rookie. And I think it's going to only come to fruition. It's only going to come to light when the games actually start to count, and that's going to be week one in Foxborough against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And with that said, I absolutely hope that you all are prepared for this because I know we are. I know we are. So I think that it's it's absolutely a situation where we got a couple of comments here I want to mention before we call it a show. Um, Dave Snowman asks, um, well, you guys had the paramedics there for Dave Friday night. I'll have my phone. I'll have 911. I am 
as a coach and teacher, a former coach, I am certified in first aid and CPR in case that's necessary. I hope it's not. Um, Sammy asks, where's my boy BAD bad? He has the night off. You can catch him tomorrow night, Monday night with Tony Defeo for the Steelers hangover right here on YouTube. Um, Rod asked, when are you getting a BTSC tailgate party during a home game? That would be something that Mr. Schofield would organize as he has season tickets to the Steelers. I, unfortunately, with my duties with the website, uh, tend to have to watch all the games from my house because I have to have a laptop. It wouldn't be that much fun sitting in Heinz Field with a laptop typing. Not sure if the Wi-Fi connection would be any good there anyways. And if I went, who would do the post-game show? Think about that. So, um Ryan, what time is Dave missing the field goals? I will announce that. Uh, we'll announce that on the Steelers preview Thursday night. So make sure you check that out. Um, where will the field goal be kicked? Location will be here in Maryland in the BTSE headquarters where we're located. And, um, you know, yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> uh, does Dave get penalized? for? Okay, so there's a lot of people like, for instance, I'm looking at Zach. Okay, Zach asked a question. I'm glad he's here. He said, thanks. Well, this was the first time in live chat. It was a good time. Zach, make sure you come back. But there's a lot of people that might not know uh, what we're talking about with these. You know, I, I don't know this kick. And like, what are you talking about? Dave Schofield said he could make a 55-yard kick. I challenged him to that, and then we agreed on three tries at a 45-yarder. If he makes it, I have to watch a Steelers game with he and Brian Davis together. And you all might say, "Well, why wouldn't you want to do that anyways?" I, I sometimes like to watch the games by myself. Who am I kidding? I always like to watch the games by myself. If he doesn't make it, then um, I guess it's just going to be the ridicule of having these kicks put on uh, broadcast live on YouTube because we're going to stream it. So we'll keep that. <laughs> so there you have that. Okay, enough talk about that. Let's give you the laydown of the land for this upcoming week because tomorrow starts the actual week of preparation leading up to week one. Tomorrow night, the Steelers hangover. Monday night, that's Brian, that's Tony. It will probably be earlier in the afternoon, 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Check that out live on YouTube. Tuesday, Dave Schofield, the Stat Geek. Check him out. It's probably about 9 p.m. here on YouTube, as well as on audio, all our audio platforms. Then, you also have... On Wednesday, the standard is the standard. So myself and Lance Williams, we move our show from Sunday to Wednesday during the season. We are going to have a guest from Pat's Pulpit, the SB Nation uh, New England Patriots website, as well as the potential of having a former Steeler join us to talk about the big game coming up on Sunday Night Football. You have to check the show to find out who that is. little teaser there. And then Thursday night, we have the preview. Friday night, we're going to do probably, yeah, I said it, or a Steelers burning question or Steelers news, depending on what's going on, in which case I or someone will be answering questions like I did tonight. And then uh, whichever show goes Friday, the other one will go on Saturday. So if, yeah, I said it's on Friday, the other show, the Steelers news or the Steelers burning question will be on Saturday. And then obviously Sunday, post-game show. Check us out after the game. It'll be really late here on the East Coast, but I will be up and we'll be talking about the game, hopefully about a huge Pittsburgh Steelers win. I hope you all are ready. I hope you all are ready. I'm ready. We're pumped. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Make sure you check us out on YouTube by searching BTSC Steelers Radio. And remember, for all those shows I just mentioned, if you don't subscribe, you'll never know when we go live. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up button. Share it. Trust me, it helps. And every time you subscribe, when we go live, you'll get a push button notification on your phone. You'll never miss a show. And 
obviously make sure you're following us on our audio platforms as well. Anywhere you get your podcast, search uh, BTSC, search the standard is a standard, search Steelers, search behind the steel curtain, and you will find us. Gentlemen, ladies, gentlemen, we will see you next time on another great episode of the Steelers News.